Hello and welcome to the Punk Science uh, Science Museum podcast, a podcast all about the people that work here at the Science Museum and what it's like to work in a great place like uh, the Science Museum. I've said Science Museum three times now. There, there's going to be other stuff going on. If I not just that and some time. enforced fun. Uh, this voice belongs to uh, Sam, Sam Furness. Uh, the other voice... You mean my voice. That voice belongs to John Milton. And yeah. we also have other guests, don't we, today, John? Yeah, other very people. exciting. So um, we're going to uh, we're going to say hello to our guests. Uh, they also work in the Science Museum. Uh, the first one we're going to say hello to is Claire. Claire, tell us what you do at the Science Museum. How many times can we say <laughs> Science Museum? No, if, if you want to play a drinking game and drink every time we're saying Science Museum, you can do. It could be fun. Science Museum. Science Museum. Well, my name is Claire Hazel, and I work at the Science Museum. Uh, I am the team leader of the interactive galleries at the Science Museum. And, and what does what does that mean? So for it people who don't know. It means that I uh, manage the team of explainers, so uh, who do what they say on the T-shirt, which is explaining science to families, adults, children, all the people that come into the Science Museum in our interactive galleries, uh, as well as on our other galleries. So we have a couple of interactive galleries, um, and we also go out into the larger science museum uh, to explain science. And everyone around the table today on this podcast was an explainer. Yes. We all started as yeah. explainers. A nice linking thing. Yeah. And maybe a theme throughout all the podcasts of the future because most people yeah. started as explainers. Yes. The other person we're going to introduce is, is Adam over here. Uh, Adam, uh, tell us a bit about what you do at the science museum. Science museum! <laughs> Uh, so I work in the research and public history team and what I do is I support the, all the research and researchers that are kind of looking into our objects and collections. Uh, and what's public history as opposed to private history? So public history is um, kind of things and the history of people's connections with our objects. So why, why particular objects are interesting to particular groups and what the meaning of them is to those groups. Um, which might be completely different to different people. So you might have uh, people that have been typists that have been using particular typewriters for years and years, and they might have a completely different connection with the meaning of that object compared to uh, teenagers today. And so it's kind of collecting the interesting stories that they have and what that meaning is to all these different groups and making sure that we collect and have those narratives. So it's, so it's building stories related to kind of like a social history type thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's probably a, a good way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> is it a, be- a better I mean, way than you did it? It's a slightly <laughs> shorter way, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, it is your job. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we've also got uh, Nicolette here. Nicolette, uh, hello. Hello. Uh, tell us what you do at the Science Museum. Um, at the Science Museum, I am a special events developer. So I work in the special events team specifically on the accessible and family programs. So I get to help develop as part of a team uh, many of the events that we put on uh, on the weekends, during the holidays and out of hours events um, for families and specific events uh, out of hours for um, people um, with different accessible needs. Okay, marvellous. Sam? What are we going to talk about? Um, we're going to start off with a quiz, actually. We're going to give you guys a bit of a quiz. And this quiz is taken uh, from a very special book, uh, the Punk Science Intergalactic Supermassive Space Book. Um, if they liked the quiz, John, so much that they wanted to buy the book, where could they get it from? 
Oh, oh, good question, Sam, and, and completely unexpected as well. <laughs> uh, you can buy that from the Science Museum uh, website, uh, go to the shop, and you can also buy it from Amazon, Waterstones, Foils, um, and all at WH Smith's. Uh, and all good uh, bookshops. So, uh, this is uh, some questions, all space related, because that's what the book's about. And with Tim Peake uh, going up to space, or having got up to space, depending on... By the time this is, this is probably, probably up there. Uh, this, is, this is space related. So, uh, the first question is this. And this is open to, uh, to all our... How do we answer? Do we like? Do we buzz? Up? Do we have to make our own buzzes? Do we? Do if we you, bang the table? Like well, what, yeah, whatever comes, whatever comes natural. I think, I think you, you should uh, you should make buzzing noises, but we should establish what those buzzing noises yeah. will be oh, no. because otherwise it might be confusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, seeing as you uh, offered up a buzz buzzer sound, what would your buzzer sound I be? I should probably go with quite a stack, like maybe. Bzzz. Okay, yeah. Like a bee, quite a waspy buzz. Yeah, mm. yeah. Wasp. I'd say that was kind of like a, a authentic buzz. Authentic <laughs> buzz, yeah. vintage yeah. buzz yeah. from Adam there. Yeah. Uh, Nicolette? Can I just... Oh. Sounds, sounds like Adam's buzz, oh. but, but like, a, like you're clearing your throat whilst doing it. So I yeah. do that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's good though. That's not Clear bad. throat buzz. Don't get confused. Well, I won't. Just I mean, I will also. <laughs> I'll be seeing you make these noises, uh, so I'll be able to say who it is. Okay. Claire, Claire what, what would your buzzer sound be? I think I might just say buzz. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's very Original. good. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. buzz. Maybe That's louder. Amazing. Maybe louder than that. Yeah, just to draw your attention. Okay. Now we know the buzzes. Let's have the questions. Okay. So, how much did Sputnik One weigh? Is it A? 145.2 tonnes. Was it B, 83.8 kilograms? Or is it C, the same as 10 elephants wearing big shoes? <coughs> Nicolette. She was clearing B. her throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that buzz. a buzz? Or, yeah. <laughs> that was a bit different to the buzz we'd agreed <laughs> on as well. That, yeah. Sorry, I got a bit excited. Yeah, it was... I really needed to clue it. It, it was close. It wasn't what we agreed. No, no, no. But, um, it's close it was, enough. It was close enough. Nicolette. Uh, Ballpark. 83.8 kilograms that is, is the correct is. answer. There's no prizes. Uh, it's just it's just for fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, um, Definitely knew that. It's also yeah, like, the size of a, uh, an average black bear. Wow. There we go. Huh? So it feels like fact. you made these questions for me, <laughs> but you legitimately did it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've. Just, I mean, this, I, I think quite often here, when you work at some <laughs> science museum, you sometimes feel like you don't have as much knowledge as you should, and if anything, you've just proven that you do. And you amass yeah. the most useful knowledge. Of yeah, yes, but not the same as a I, black I, bear. Black I don't bear. understand why. Why? Why does it have to be the same size as a black bear? <laughs> <laughs> and why? Why did you know that? <laughs> Genuinely, we were trying to put this in a blurb um, in understandable terms for children and Well, it was it was something that we came across because eighty three point three is the number, yeah. and we wanted to uh, make that uh, tangible. Mm. And so we were. There's actually a website um, where you can look up. As in what animal like what animal does this weigh like? Oh. like some, something like what animal can you lift, I think it was. Oh, so you put oh, in man. what you can lift and it tells you I think. 
kind of want to know. I'll investigate. I want to know what animal. Of course, the pair's me. I want to find out who could lift a black bear. <laughs> type that in. Yeah. Totally the, uh, the bear is a symbol of Russia, and of course it's... it's a Russia. Russia. Yeah, yeah, I thought maybe, that was, works, maybe that's why you did it. There's so many levels. Yeah. Um, Good work. Four points to Nicolette. For yeah. That. I mean, it's not worth anything, because there are, there are no prizes. <laughs> what do points mean? Nothing. I am in Okay. So <laughs> I can go there. Are you Raven? <laughs> Definitely a Raven. Next question: Is the moon a satellite? Answer A: No. B: Yes. Or C: Maybe. Buzz. Oh, that was Nicolette again. Again? Oh. She's making the buzzes now. What was that? That was straight in. Okay, uh, I can be disqualified from my terrible. Buzz. <laughs> uh, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I want to say B because it's definitely a natural satellite. But... Yes, it's, it's, it's correct. Yes, very I want well to done. say B because it's would, definitely the right. Would you, <laughs> yeah. would you have accepted maybe? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. No, 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 definitely. I'm only looking for definite answers here. Yeah, the intergalactic supermarket space book. Yeah, uh, uh, and that is a definite. I might buy this book. You, 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 you mean you haven't bought it already? I mean, everyone should. <laughs> I've, I've got a signed copy on my desk. What? It's not what? signed by the writers of it. Oh. Oh. I, I uh, signed it. Quite often, if you come to see Punk Science, if we do shows for kids as well, we, we give out prizes for volunteers and if people win that, the little games we put together, and one of the prizes is sometimes a Punk Science book, and I always make sure that they come afterwards and John signs it for them. Hmm. Whether they want to or not, <laughs> no matter how they're much often, they're often threatened. Yeah. No matter how much John says it decreases the value of the book, <laughs> and I do say that <laughs> every time. <laughs> um, okay, this one's a bit more tricky because oh, this no. requires some knowledge. Oh. Oh, I feel like it's not my turn anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit this round out. The, it's not really how quizzes work, little. <laughs> the first liquid-fueled rocket was built by American Robert Goddard in 1926. But where did it land after its maiden voyage? Is it A, in a dustbin, B, on a cabbage patch, or C, on a roof? That's definitely a B. A wasp has flown into the room. Everybody is scared. I'm going to say B, the cabbage patch. Cabbage patch is correct, yes, very well done. And uh, I'm not turning to page 87. To look at the answers, I I know. <laughs> just want to make that very clear. over eighty-seven pages. That fancy that? Yeah. So good yeah. look. Good length. Yeah, eighty-eight pages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a couple more. Than that. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not doing well. Let's 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 go until Claire might get one. Whoa. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you just, you got to get quick in with the buzz. I know. Right? I, that's what I have to do. You got a tough buzz though. I do. I didn't <laughs> yeah, really think about no, it. Yeah. I should have just made a gargling noise or something. <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> easy? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, this, this one's slightly easier. But bearing in mind this a book is targeted at children. Uh, what is a satellite? Is it A, something that orbits planets or other objects in space? Is it B, something that helps you watch TV? Or is it C, a bit like a satellite? Only lighter. Buzz. But, yeah. A. I see. Tough one. Tough one. I kind of want you to check that in page 87. Wait, yeah. Oh, no, you weren't. I was right. Oh, look at that. 
Ah, it's an easy mistake to make. Uh, okay, I think that's enough questions for me. Yeah, uh, Nicolette was clear winner there. Yeah. I think. Well done. Yeah. I think by one point. But clearly. <laughs> Still <laughs> clear. For the first, I mean, for the first one, I, she got it, four. It yeah, she got four oh, points. Yeah, 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 the the Black Bear information. Yeah, yeah. We all love that. Very erratic marking system. Um, we've got there. I think as a prize, what I'll do is in post, in edit, I'll put in like a cheering noise now. So I'll just say, Nicolette is the winner of the Intergalactic Supermassive Spacebook Quiz. No, no, we're gonna. I'll put it in. No, we're gonna add that. I'll edit the noise. Oh, it's gonna be. That sounds really awful now. We can cheer. No, we won't be as good. We have the capability. Okay, we'll do. I'll put the noise in and let's have a homemade cheer. Nicolette is the winner. Hey. Well done. Um, so we also uh, want to talk about the uh, obviously the science museum where we work, the connection between us all. Uh, just wondered your if you remember your first ever visit, or the first time you heard of the science museum. You you may have been a kid, you may have turned up for your interview, um, but yeah. So Adam, what's your your first first experience of science museum? Uh, oh, that's really difficult. I I came here quite a lot when I was really young, and I've kind of forgotten kind of. Those, those moments, just seeing the trains and, and the rockets. But I remember there was one, one time I went and I went to Launchpad or whatever it was before then, I think it was, I think it was Flight Lab. Um, and they had a big, uh, like, connects kind of, like, uh, game thing, game area. You could build these giant models. And I just spent, like, hours building models to my parents kind of went, We've been here too long. <laughs> what year would that have been? What, around this? <coughs> 20 years ago? Yeah, I hadn't been here before then. Yeah. When did you first come here, John? Um, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, when, when I was young. So, about a million years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the launch pad was... I think it was at the front of the museum, I think. That is a long time ago. When I came, uh, I think. I can't <laughs> really remember. I, I, did, I did definitely come here quite young, and a few times. So not the sort of the classic, you come once as a child, once as an adult, and then with your grandchildren, which yeah. a lot of people say is the cycle. Uh, yeah, we came a lot as, as children. Uh, so I think I... I uh, yeah had a go at different different versions of Launchpad. Yeah. I vaguely remember. I mean, to me, it was just like a playground. Yeah. You know, it just didn't have swings. Yeah. They put swings in. There was more education there than you thought as well. Yeah. Hidden in there amongst the fun. Well, you say that. I don't think I've learned. <laughs> um, and if you see our shows, you'll know that's true. <laughs> so you you two are both uh, generally could be thought of as local lads. To the museum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gov. Gov. <laughs> that, that is not the right accent for this yeah. area. <laughs> Wrong. We're talking is South Kensington. Yeah, yeah. Is that not Cockney? That's a bit Cockney. <laughs> do they do they speak like that? No. Yeah. I think you're supposed to say like something like trousers. Like, where's my trousers or something? Right. What? Where's Cool, blimey, where's my trousers? Where's, where's my trousers? <laughs> I, mean, I think that's Justin Mary Poppins. Is it? <laughs> I think that's or, the only person who Also, let's that. be clear, I am wearing trousers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Full trousers. <laughs> but uh, Nicolette, you are not 
local. Way to point it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to well, make it guys, obvious. Oh, wow. I thought I belonged here. <laughs> no, I am not. Uh, am I allowed to say that the first time I came to the Science Museum was for my interview? I feel like... Well, I you, you have. Yeah, you can us out. None yeah. of us gave you the job, so... Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the first time I came here, but it is... Um, similar to the Powerhouse Museum back home in Sydney, have many similar objects and galleries. So I feel like I still have the same fond memories that you guys do, with just in a different place. Just with better weather. <laughs> um, better weather. Um, and this is much bigger. Yeah. Powerhouse Museum sounds fun. Well, don't it? That sounds yeah. awesome. It's fun. You guys should visit. Should I be plugging other museums on the science museum? Yeah, I mean, we're all friends. Yeah, it's an interesting one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one, yeah. Well, I mean, don't plug rubbish museums. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. If there's such a thing. I'm trying to think of the worst museum I've been to now. Probably shouldn't say. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, it's next door. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that at all. Edit it's a wonderful that out. museum. Yeah. So. <laughs> Claire, how about you? you? I'm also not from London. So not as far away as Sydney. Um, I'm from Lincolnshire in the Midlands. Um, Your geography is spot on, though. That is not as not far, as far away. See, see if that was in the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Which is further away, the Midlands or Sydney? <laughs> Done. Um, so I I actually visited a week before my interview to find out some information about the science museum. Ah. Um, we didn't come here as a child. We, I came to London as a child, but not to the science museum. Um, so I came in and I visited the, the amazing interactive galleries, watched one of our great explainer shows, yeah, before my interview, and yeah, I was amazed. And then, then I got the job, so. Well done. Yeah. Uh, and what, what about you, Sam? I came to see Oasis at Wembley. I, I think you might be asking a different, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A different really? question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a good... It's a good <laughs> Good, good answer. <laughs> I know, I just slip into different anecdotes at different times. Uh, but no, me and my dad uh, went, came up to see Oasis, but we thought we'd spend the day in London, so we came to the Science Museum. And they had this uh, sports, and, sports and science exhibition, Science and Sport. Science and Sport, yeah. And there was like uh, how quick you could run 100 metres, and there was like, I think there was some sort of virtual reality volleyball that we played. There were lots of full, uh, fun things like that. And I did on air. Which uh, you did you work on there? John? I did, yeah. It was it was in this very room. In this room. Mm. And it was like a radio station. And you got to do like the news or the weather or the travel, and someone got to be the DJ mm. for music. And I'm pretty certain, yeah, I did it with uh, Damien Gillen, who I went on to work as an explainer. Oh. So, um, that was like, oh, yeah, you look like yeah, it's quite nice, isn't it? But that was the only time I came here. Um, yeah, 2001. Wow. Worked here. Now I now I come here quite regularly. Yeah, quite often. Not, I mean, not that. <laughs> when you feel like it. Yeah, pop in. Kind of ad hoc. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what else have we got to ask? Um, uh, also, one of them, your favourite object. What's your favourite objects, if you had to pick a, a favourite of many objects? Like, only 5% of objects are out on show, so if you've got something you've seen in uh, a different museum or a different science museum group museum, not like the pencil museum or something. Um, <laughs> is a real museum? I've heard that's fun. It yeah, is fun. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, it's have you been? Yeah. I've been, of course. Been? I love a niche museum. They've got a massive oh, pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I heard it draws an audience. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we've come to this podcast for. Thank you very much. I mean, it's it, as good as it gets. <laughs> only took about 20 minutes, and we've got a joke. <laughs> we've got a joke in. So. Nice. Um, I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, or if you've been to like Blythe or any of the stores and there's something you've seen that you like. So, uh, Nicolette, what do you There are very cool things in our stores. But I was going to say the V2 rocket from the Making the Modern World Gallery because it's too big to fit on the level. They had to chop the nose cone off and pop it next to the little rocket. So if you ever go and visit the Science Museum, people listening. Yeah, pretty cool. That's something I always show the kids. I always show them the... I mean, it's cool, and yes, it does sort of lead us to um, space travel, but, you know, it's got a dark past. Yeah, It's a controversial history. A lot of people think it's a controversial object to have in a museum, but because because it's led to human space travel... Sorry, I've gone very serious. Yeah, that's right. Can we go back to the pencil joke? (laughs) (laughs) It is placed right there, though, next to the Apollo 10 capsule. Another cool object. But I think it's, it's important to have controversial objects and objects that have different meanings to people mm. and, and to explore kind of the dark side of technology and in invention because that's, that's part of what we've done. Well, we were, we were at a talk called Think Nation event and uh, there's a young man. I'm old enough now to call people young, young man, that's scary. But there was a young man and he said uh, in his talk that nothing advances technology like war and uh, the space race been that yeah. big booms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot, a lot of our objects will be tied to a lot of the big, big kind of finds and, and creations, unfortunately, mm-hmm. have come from that. But, yeah, the V2 rocket's still a fun, not a fun object, but it's a big, it's, it's mammoth, big, yeah. it's mm-hmm. exciting. <laughs> um, it's got, it looks, uh, I heard the story, and I don't know if, if, if any others of you have heard this, and it must be true. Mm. That they that could be a lie. It could be a lie. <laughs> because I heard the story when they weighed it um, a few years after they brought it in. They weighed it because they were doing like a, a census type thing, mm. and they worked out that it weighed what it would weigh if it had the explosives in it still. So there was a massive panic that wow. it had oh, explosives, like it was still like rigged up. Um, but it turns out it just been like packed with sand. Oh. It was like someone leaning on it. Yeah. When it was <laughs> someone leaning on it when they were But explosive yeah. sand. Explosive yeah. sand. But yeah. How many how many bears would that be? I don't know. <laughs> if only there was a lady that could tell us. Call it. Has anyone else heard that? I've, I had heard that, but maybe I'd heard it from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that still counts, yeah. I think. But there's lots of rumours that go around about museum objects. So there's that rumour that in the flight gallery, the right flyer replica that we have is not actually the replica, it's the real one. There was like something that happened where we were going to switch it with some other museum. Well, because we, so, we had it. Yeah, yeah we had the Smithsonian didn't want yeah. it. And then the rights gave it to us. And then they asked, the, the Smithsonian finally said, no, no, we should have that. Can we have it back? And we like them, so we said yes. Yeah. But let us make a replica first, and then yeah. And there's like a rumor that we were like, let's send them the replica. They'll never know. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't know why we had that. They'll never know. I heard a fun, fun fact. Um, oh, sorry, you haven't said your favorite object yet. We'll get well, on. I think only you have. was not object related, but I had the best thing the other day that spies used to meet in our shipping gallery in the museum because we have all the embassies right around yeah. the museum. Mm. 
Um, and the spies used to come and meet, but they used to see each other too regularly. So people started working out who was who. Wow. They would hand over information. Um, because oh. that's why they had to move all the embassies further out. It had around. some nooks and crannies, didn't it? Yeah. And stuff, yeah. That little yeah. Ca- the ship cabin. Yeah. You, go in. yeah. you could easily, yeah, wow. Sneaky, sneaky spies. I mean, how much sorry, information sorry. were they getting on the models of ships? <laughs> <laughs> Was that important internationally? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they were good models, though, so. Yeah. I mean, I had quite a few uh, older gentlemen... Uh, like a couple of years after shipping closed, asked where shipping was. Mm. Maybe they were spies. They could have been like spies who had not come in from the cold yet. And they they, they needed to meet someone in. Yeah, like, I need to. I need to finish my assignment. Oh no! This is the last I've done this for ten years. I just need to hand in my report. I'm gonna I'm gonna start carrying some brown envelopes, and then if anyone asks where shipping was, I'll just give them the brown envelope. And what are you gonna put in it? Nothing. Oh. Punk science book. Oh, oh science that'd be nice. Book. The greatest gift of all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although, um, which I would have purchased from the Science Boom shop or Amazon. Or, oh, any good book um, So, <laughs> but a spy is all about uh, collecting information. So if they've not collected the information that that gallery closed <laughs> yeah, two true. years ago, I'd say <laughs> they were a bad spy. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. But if they were also handing in their reports, yeah. Two or three years later. <laughs> yeah. So, so any people we meet are going to be inept spies. Yeah. That's an interesting. That is an interesting fact, and I think it could have happened. Yeah. I could be. Well, I think it's documented. Like, there's someone. documentary evidence that it did happen. There is actual yes, evidence. There's, oh, again, bad spying. <laughs> <laughs> if, there, if it was documented. Photos. People, yeah, took photos of the spies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 museum curators is a wow. to collect information. Yeah. We had inept spies. <laughs> People used to come to pictures of the spies meeting. <laughs> yeah. You've got to see the parade of the spies. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I could assume they're all wearing Macs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 o'clock every Saturday. Newspapers with holes in them. Adam, have you got a favourite object? Uh, one of my favourite objects has recently been um, taken off gallery. Um, there was a in one of the medical galleries. They there was a thing that was called the the Palace of Pills, and it was a fairy tale castle built out of drugs. Hmm. And it had lots and lots of different pills and bottles, and it had like towers and bridges and kind of like with the towers indoors. needles syringes. Uh, yeah, so the towers are actually uh, yeah kind of syringes. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was just this amazing object that was. Did you was build this and put it in there? <laughs> no, no. It was, it was, um, it was, it was made in the seventies by. Um, you. By a yeah. <laughs> time travel <laughs> to, to make ridiculous objects. Um, no, it was used um, as part of a campaign, um, and these two artists made made this object as part of a, like a. Um, a big kind of public campaign around the involvement of private pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical companies in uh, the medical world, and they were um, and how these pharmaceutical companies were kind of taking everyone's money, and, and they weren't interested in people's health. So it's kind of this: they're building a big castle for themselves out of the oh, drugs yeah. that, that could that could heal you. That is wow. Does that sound like a good object? Yeah. Taken off a bit. When does medicine open? Twenty nineteen. Will there be new medical games. Oh yeah, it's, do we know? We don't know. We don't know. Come find out. Mm. Twenty nineteen. Um, Claire, have you got a favourite object? 
I think my object, uh, favourite object, is in our new Information Age gallery on the second floor, uh, and we have a replica of Alexander Graham Bell's first telephone. And I think the reason that's probably one of my favourite objects is because in a previous incarnation job in the Science Museum, which I've had, uh, I worked on a team and we wrote a storytelling for under sevens about Alexander Graham Bell. And so I think that object... Acid burn himself? Oh, lots of, lots of things. Wasn't like, that yeah, Bell? Because that was of one of the first phone calls. He burnt himself and asked for... Yeah, he the, the line? tipped it on his leg. He called, called for his mate. Watson. His, Watson. Mm. Yeah. Come here, I need you. Yeah. yeah. Come. Because he was burning. Yeah. I'm pretty certain there were, there's probably fruitier language used. Could it? He could have just opened the door. Could've, I mean, it was <laughs> in the room next door. It was yeah. in the room next door. But shouted. You know, yeah. From what? that, what what grew? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Didn't he? Uh, his wife was deaf. Yes. So that was his. Yeah. And he worked in schools for the deaf. And yeah, he's. I ultimately he wanted to invent something that. Um, you know, I've never, I haven't talked to him, but I've read um, that he wanted to find be- ways to communicate for the deaf community. And actually, the telephone that he invented didn't work amazingly well for that community. But yeah, he worked in deaf schools all the way through his life. And his father um, uh, tried to invent an oral method for um, deaf people to communicate. So, oh, his yeah, wife was deaf. Yeah. Mabel. Mm-hmm. So, that's he... a beautiful love story between him and Mabel Hubbard. Tell it, that's tell lovely. It. They just—it's such a lovely story about how she. Well, I, I say a lovely story. She—they met each other at a deaf school, um, and uh, she apparently found him quite repulsive to start with. But it's that, a lovely yeah. story. But, no, but, but, but there's magic. lovely, but there's lovely <laughs> excerpts of her where she says, "Oh, actually, I learned to how you know I learned to love this man," and then they, you know they had those amazing kids, moved to Canada, and he started being kites. So I guess the lesson of love there is to compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Always compromise. compromise. Even if even if you are really disgusted by someone initially, Mm -hmm. you can learn to love that person. Yeah. Eventually. So as long as they invent the telephone. Yeah. (laughs) Ah no, it's already been done. (laughs) Um, So he he wanted to invent uh, something to help uh, deaf people communicate. Yes. Ended up with the phone. So was he disappointed to have? Slightly well, missed his aim. Th- or was, he, are... was he still like, this is still pretty good? Not, I mean, yeah, yeah. He still, yeah, he still was pretty happy with what he oh, did. Okay. Um, but um, there, there's also stories that, again, from reading, that he he uh, chose not to have a telephone in his own house because they thought it, he thought it was quite intrusive that someone could just call you and get you any time. So he chose not to actually have a telephone, even though he had invented it. A lot, lot of cold callers back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all the time. Yeah. PPI. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't realise that. Have you been in an accident where you spilled acid on yourself while inventing <laughs> the telephone? No, oh, not, not this again. No. Everyone wants to know about the accident. One time. <laughs> We've got some amazing... We have got some amazing things. firsts in yeah. the museum. Yeah. And in fact, Information Age is... Quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I mean, I hope, I hope I never kind of lose my sense of wonder working here. But now and then you do. I think you, we get used to walking past all these objects every day. Yeah. And I remember, like, uh, my, uh, my family came to visit. And seeing them get excited by objects was amazing. Mm. It was really nice to go, like, oh, my, you're really fussed by, you know, the right mm. flyer. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, actually, I am as well. Yeah. So. We, I, like, every day I walk past a piece of the moon. Like, <laughs> who does that? Well, lots of people. I mean, technically, we all do. I mean, we get a lot of visitors yeah. every day, so a lot of them do. But, yeah. um, well, I mean, yeah. distance-wise. Yeah, I mean, we're all near the moon. Oh, so. all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all... You know, what, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so yeah. The people listening know what I mean. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to break now from uh, a word from our sponsors. I I think we'd love to hear it. Okay, we're going to break now for a word from our sponsors, and uh, today's sponsor is the element actinium. Uh, It's alphabetically the first of the elements, but it just doesn't get enough praise for, as the elements aren't ever really listed in alphabetical order. But actinium is the first in the group of actinides, which are elements with the atomic numbers 89 to 103. All are radioactive due to instability, and the majority of them are synthetically made. So they are very similar to the Kardashians. (laughs) 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 Uh, Actinium glows blue in the dark due to its strong radioactivity, and actinium has been around since the Earth's creation, but was discovered in 1899 by French chemist André-Louis Debien, or Debernier. I'll find that out later. Uh, who had been tinkering around with some leftover uranite, uh, uranite that Marie and Pierre Curie had extracted radium from. Probably should have practiced this before we read it out loud. Yes. I've practiced oh. this a number of times. Uh, actinium is found in trace amounts in uranium ore, but it is easy to make when you want by bombarding radium with neutrons in a nuclear reactor. Easy. <laughs> easy. 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 It's easy. Yeah. There are no stable isotopes of actinium, and by far the one that shows up in nature most is 227, which is a decay product of uranium. 235. In a way, actinium is a spin-off of uranium, much like Joni Loves Charchi was one of the many spin-offs from Happy Days. Topical. <laughs> as topical as I could get. Yeah. They don't spin-off anymore, TV you, shows. You could go back to the Kardashians. We've got like Courtney oh. and Chloe take whatever city they were taking at the time and Miami. They take Miami at some points and the Hamptons yeah. and like, um, several things have spin-offs. Just like to Take a lot of things. Yeah. It, it, it takes two, or it's a spin off of. Oh, yeah. Or Strictly. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a magazine oh, show, isn't it? That is a Derry Kate and Ashley just, movie from the Derry. John's a big Mary Kate and Ashley. Again, fan. topical. Yeah. Yeah. Topical. Yeah. Um, One of my favourite films. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. There's not many. There's not many spin offs. People, they yeah. don't like. Where's the spin off from my family? I felt like that could have had a spin off. I mean, but then you've used, like, Doctor Who's Better had multiple spin-offs. Doctor Who has had yeah, multiple spin-offs. Better Call Saul, um, Breaking Bag spin-off. Yeah, no. CSI, multiple Do- spin-offs. I think Doctor yeah. Who's the one, isn't it? That's had a couple oh, of spin-offs. Torchwood. Sarah yeah. Jane, Torchwood. Are they going to do a t- spin-off with they, Clara and... I think they they leave me opportunities in each series for someone to do a to spin-off, spin. but I, it's whether, whether they can get the backing for those things. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so that was word from our sponsors. Nice. Um, next up, uh, a, a nice question. Uh, I know John's been eager to ask. Um, Have I? Yeah. I'll ask it because I've got it written in front of me. Oh, but um, I've been eager to ask you've it. You've been eager to ask, ask it. it. Yes. You've been do you want to yeah. ask yeah. it? Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're, I, you're taking away you, his eagerness. <laughs> I, think, I think it's obvious to everyone. I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I thought it was a question you asked earlier. And, I, and we laughed about it and went, yes. Well, that's good. Um, so I can't I, remember everything. <laughs> I'm asking lots just, of questions. I'm just going to ask you. And lots of things. This, this better be yeah. a good question. If, <laughs> it's kind of been built on now. If you had to combine two objects uh, to make like a super object, which would you combine? I did ask that. Oh, and, what, and what would it do? So John had a very good one. Oh, oh, I, did, I asked it, but I can't remember the answer. You, you, oh. you I, I remember. Oh, good. You talked about the Naismith steam hammer. Which is my favourite object, actually. Yeah. Oh, and the V two rocket. And the V two rocket. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Well, super powered steam hammer. Yeah. It's, 
like robot wars, but horribly horrific. Oh, but precise but powerful. If the curators let us go to town on all our objects, we could really do well in the robot wars. Yeah, we probably could. Yeah. Cool things. Um, so yeah, a two object um, mashup. mashup. Uh, what do you think you would go for, uh, Nicolette? Oh, this is hard. The only thing I can think of is things that are already mashups, like the merman in the small welcome collection on we, level one, which is half a monkey and half a fish. We, wow. I have not seen this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. gross looking. Yeah. Where's this? Yeah. Investigate um, on level one. They told people it was a merman. No, yeah. it's on level it's, two, yeah. near the media space gallery. Mm, wow. Yeah. Have to check that out. Yeah. It's the little medicine gallery. Oh. Some of the things from. Oh, the welcome collection. Yeah. I feel like you should have mixed that with with another object though. Okay. Because it's not. It's too many things. Yeah. I mean that is your, it's that already is an object. Technically yeah. one object. If you could yeah. mix yeah. it with another object that's part monkey, you could just make a monkey. What other? <laughs> like animal-related <laughs> objects do we have? I have the um, one of the sheep. Uh, yeah, Daisy the sheep. Daisy yeah. and Sheep. We, yeah. we don't have Daisy. Um, Dolly. Dolly. Dolly was the original. We don't oh, have yeah, we have Daisy. We have Daisy. We have a jumper made from Dolly. Yeah. Well, Dolly's fleece. <laughs> I was going to say. Made from Dolly. Pretty bracelet. Like a Lady Gaga dress on. We made it. Nobody wanted to wear it. Um, so, like a sheep monkey fish. I don't think I made it very well. A mercy. A mercy. A mercy. Whatever it comes off, it's one Mummy, can I please have a mer- mercy? Mercy. Mer- monkey sheep. Yeah. <laughs> surely, surely, you, 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 want to go, you want to go something like Apollo 10, so the capsule that we have, uh, mixed with like one of our cars, so that you can drive around town. The Apollo yeah. 10 capsule. Yeah. So but you'd be, but you'd like have to lie on your back to drive it. <laughs> really I mean, it wouldn't be very safe, but it wouldn't look yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no brakes, just parachutes. Yeah. But you'd look cold. Well, yeah. 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 probably wouldn't fit. Yeah. Did you have to be under five? What are you trying to say, Nicolette? Whoa! No, you had to be under five foot two to be a cosmonaut back in the day. I mean, Apollo 10 is astronauts. Apollo 10 is slightly bigger, Still, right? Yeah. Can be, surely Buzz is. I mean, I mean, I've, stood next, to very small I've stood next to Gene Cernan, and I'm shorter than him, and he was in that capsule, yeah. so... So you like, can drive it So around. I can Sorry. drive it through Central so London. Your totally <laughs> responsibly. I mean, I can't afford to park it in Central London, but I can certainly drive is it, it. Is it old enough that you wouldn't have to pay... I, well, the, yeah, do you get it? Yeah, it is, yeah. It'll be very classic. But it would be very difficult to clamp. <laughs> but if I mix it with a car, you have to have wheels. Yeah. yeah. But which, I guess, which car? Know. So I don't know. does it have does, a Model T Ford? Model T! Ford Model T! Those Model T wheels are not going to be able to hold up a capsule. You want, like. I mean, you're probably right. You want, like, the oh, giant tyre. Oh, the giant tyre, There is just one. So you have to be in the centre of the tyre. Yeah. I mean, you would be strapped in in the capsule, so you just even if you fell, it's quite a robust capsule. Be better. You would get proper some sort sick of in that. historical object absorbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, which we're we're introducing. Well, so we're if, you, uh, if you want to buy tickets for that, <laughs> or uh, or a gift voucher, yeah, then uh, do get in touch. You can absorb in uh, Nicolette, uh, Nicolette's merman sheep. <laughs> 
I mean, my favourite mass of invention is in my kitchen, which is a toast and egg, which is a toaster that cooks eggs. But in the toast. No, so it, like there's a, sem- the there's a bit on the side. <laughs> like, there's a bit on the side where it cooks so the eggs. Basically, you've got a toaster next to your cooker. <laughs> no. That's what you've done there. No, the egg cooker is attached to the toaster. How big is this egg cooker? It can, can cook four boiled eggs while you're. Oh, a boiled egg cooker. So yeah, whole like poached egg. Wow, that is. I like scrambled oh, It's way better than the Apollo and <laughs> Apollo <laughs> car matchup. Toaster. Or the f- sheep man, <laughs> man fish. No, I don't feel like <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like it has a purpose. No, I feel like Sam had a point. I mean, my toaster sits next to my stove. All I need to do is yeah. pan on it. Yeah, but all I need to do is put eggs in this thing at the end, press go, and then... That's all you, if you're doing boiled eggs, that's all you do with a cooker, isn't it? You have to look, watch them, and then I, and then you, the eggs and the toast are ready at the same time in my machine. <gasps> I, feel like I, that. I feel like I get Can I just cook your toast really slowly, though? It, the toast like, doesn't. The heater doesn't go on until it's like the appropriate amount of time through the egg. Whenever I stay in a hotel, I get very excited by the conveyor belt toasters. Um, until about six seconds after I put the toast in, and it's still not yet halfway around. Yeah, I'm like you yeah. should be doing this quicker. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and it never comes out toasted. I, I think we've got some new objects for the new interactive. <laughs> yeah, I think those those there exhibits. Just the, the egg toaster yeah. and the a slow toast conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, they're yeah. definitely, they're, if you're wondering they're what's going to be in there, we can exclusively say that they yeah, will be good. in there. I can imagine. We, should, the we next... should probably do that next to the podcast. Let's talk to Toby Park and he's putting together a new gallery. We could unveil an object. Yeah. Oh. Each of that before. Well, we just did. I mean, we just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Done. The best object. Why do we need to talk to the curator about yeah. it? Surely. So we just put, leave it there one day. <laughs> we just bring in our own toaster. <laughs> as and some eggs. Yeah, done. Egg toaster. Yeah. Done. Uh, Adam. Uh, so having had a moment to think about it, I think would it be good to have um, Frank Whittle's kind of first jet engine? Yeah. And the model of the right flyer. Kind of <laughs> just, just to see how fast that baby <laughs> What did it do? Did 12 second flight was the first one? Uh, yes, the first control You'd powered flight. Probably do a bit more than that if you put on the Whittlejet engine. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to go. I mean, I'm not sure the, the, <laughs> the very fragile. Yeah, the canvas and wood structure can take it. But it would be worth trying. So yeah. basically, you just want to destroy objects. I mean, it says you who's <laughs> sawing the merman and the, the sheep in half and then stitching them back We're together. We're not really doing this, you know. Oh, They're what? not really going to let me move Apollo 10 onto the top of the Ford Model T. What? I mean, I mean, we just need to put a proposal together. If, I mean, if it's yeah. sound. A really good proposal. <laughs> um, no, that, that, would be, that would be good to see. I, 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 think, I think we should seriously think about putting this to, uh, to the Board of Trustees to yeah. see if we can, we can get this working. Because mash up objects. Yeah. I don't think mash up objects is the way forward. <laughs> hey, we know we like a make and take here in the Science Museum. We do. It's kind do. of like a make and take. Yeah. But then all of our objects are so iconic. How can you make them better? Like you just by, can't. Just... by cutting them up and attaching them <laughs> to, other, to other iconic objects. Obviously. <laughs> all right. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, Sam, what else? Um, we've also got a letter from a listener. Um, which I know. This is the first one of these. Yeah. So, 
I don't know why. Is it? Is it from your? Don't mom? know why she sent a letter. We, we've not told anyone. Is it your um, mum? No. Uh, Doreen Gast from Eastbourne has sent in a question for you all. Oh, uh, she yeah. says, uh, "Whenever I'm in the museum, I'm moved by the human ingenuity on display, as well as astounded by the quantity of toilets. Do you have a favourite toilet in the museum? Oh. Adam, do you have a favourite toilet in the museum you like to use? Do I have a favourite toilet? I mean, they're they're also good, um, and on so many different floors." Uh, <laughs> Our toilets are on so many different Yeah, yeah. They are, they actually are. On a different level. Yeah. Um, I, quite liked, I quite liked the ones on the ground floor, um, in the, the centre, but when, when they were the only ones that were Dyson, uh, can I say a brand? Yeah. Um, with the hand dryers, because th- those were a bit innovative. Yeah. Um, but now we've got kind of a lot of those everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so the novelty. But they'll always be out. the first. Yeah, mm. it has a Memories. special place for me. Yeah. Uh, Claire? To, so my favourite toilet to you, so if I need to go to the toilet. Yeah, that's what Doreen wants to know. Not, we've gone, we've gone high, bro. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, probably the ones in the welcome wing, because that's the newest section of the museum, so I know less people have been to them. <laughs> Give it away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's going to want to use them. Yeah, and like... Probably, yeah, ground floor, because when you walk into them, then you go through that sound curtain, which gives you a weird sound effect. So it Does. feels like you're in a weird place. Yeah, I didn't understand what was happening the first couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are they all like that over here, these yeah. toilets? <laughs> weird science museum <laughs> toilets. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit of fun with, uh, to what could be, you know, just a functional... Yeah. Uh, thing yeah. that you need to do, you know, and uh, I think that, that I mean, should be encouraged. Yeah. We have in, uh, an exhibit toilets. about toilets. We, yeah, yeah. That, the, I mean, nobody's picked that yet. It's your yeah, but you, you don't use that. You wouldn't use. What? You, you don't use. Yeah, that. but you wouldn't. Really? <laughs> Is that? Ah. I've always told it was a fake oh. poo, not a fake poo. Ah, dash and oh. blow. Uh, in the museum I used to work at in Sydney, we had a toilet display at the powerhouse. There was a gallery where there was a toilet not working. Somebody used it once. Oh. Somebody definitely used it once. Oh. It had signage all over it. It was. Oh, that's absurd. Is that what you call it, signage? <laughs> <laughs> that's very polite. I like it. In that, in uh, the Secret Life of the Home, where there is an exhibit about the toilet, is there not a toilet on the ceiling where a, a bear? Is it a bear that comes out of that? No, it's the fridge. It's everything bear related. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it just a bear person? The fridge has a polar bear. Oh yeah. The toilet, I think, has a person. Is it just a person? How much? How much can you poo <laughs> in the weight of a bear? Yeah. Is that the measurement? No, I'm just taking it. Uh, Nicolette, your favourite toilet? Can I be rude and say the ones in the office block? I think there are only about two actual staff toilets in the museum. You can say it. Yeah, it's rare I can go to the toilet alone. <laughs> <laughs> Just, With, is that your preferred? That's your preferred. That's officially too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Nicolette's preferred method is alone. Without other school children. Yeah. Which sounds weird. Yeah. That it's come out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. John? I don't have one. Uh, I don't. I don't <laughs> use the facilities at work. Why not? I uh, I save it all up for home. It's a long day. As we all should. That sounds painful. You know, uh, you know we're here to work. Yeah. Uh, not to have breaks. The good thing wow. is though, okay. science is everywhere, even in the I, toilet. I mean, it, it sounds a bit like you're full of <laughs> lies. <laughs> <laughs> And you'd be very, very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. Um, it's funny that we're having this conversation because about an hour ago I was talking to Sevinch about having to order many, many nappies. And the last time she had to order a bunch of nappies, finance called her to just ask what the nappies were for. I think because she... Because they're yeah. not with hydrogen. But, 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 use it. but she'd put the wrong code. She'd put it as office That's supplies yeah. <laughs> rather than show supplies. Oh, no, they are in our office. <laughs> she was yeah, on the phone saying, I'm are. a nice manager, I let them go to the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do use nappies in yeah. demonstrations. We do order a lot of strange things. We do. Oh, wait, this should be in... Can we explain how we use those nappies in demonstrations? Well, we, I think yeah. we use them in different ways. So in the explainer team, we use them uh, to talk about materials which absorb. So in our materials uh, science station. Yeah, we usually put it above a kid's head. Yep. Pour a load of... Mm-hmm. That seems cruel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hydrogel, a material which absorbs water. Uh, well, liquid. Uh, and then we... In the special events team, we use them as a prop in a show called uh, well, a tour called Space Out, where we are an example of a space nappy. I mean, obviously, they're quite not not very similar. Same idea. Same idea, but yeah. So you we wear use a it as yeah. yeah. It's a hilarious mm-hmm. prop. That's what kids mm-hmm. want to know about space. What we mm-hmm. found. Yeah, a lot of people ask, how do they go to the loo? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very it's common question. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that the story about the the first space nappy and when they realised they had to have one was mm. they had an American astronaut who was waiting to take off and they were like, oh, the weather's a bit bad, can you just wait half an hour? And he's like, oh, okay, but I kind of need to go to the toilet. And, like, and then they're like, the weather's still bad, can you wait another half hour? And a bit, and it really needs to go. Like, well, we've got you in the spaceship. We've got you all ready. We can't. We can't let you out to go to the toilet. And then he was like, "Oh, okay. I really need to go." And they're like, "Can you wait another half hour?" He's like, "I can't." And so he was given permission by the whole of kind of the space command that he could he could go to the toilet in his spacesuit. And um, but he has all the the detectors on him that are te- detecting his heartbeat <laughs> and kind of that his oh body gosh. is all working. Oh. And so all of these bits got really wet as because he's no, lying on his back. So oh. spreads out all over it. The electronics are going all wrong. Oh, no. They've got people's control panels are going. His body's gone crazy. <laughs> his heartbeat's <laughs> off the record. He's turned to liquid. <laughs> and, and they realised that this this they needed to solve this problem. Oh. They they couldn't have this happening. Um, so from then on, every astronaut, whenever they take off, they're wearing nappies. Um, when they do spacewalks, they wear nappies. Mm-hmm. If they're out on the moon or out, they're wearing nappies. If they're, make, take, if they're taking one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, <laughs> they're doing it in a nappy. In a nappy. Yeah. Monu- <laughs> the, the glamour of being monumental occasion, yep. humankind. In a nappy. Uh, yeah. I heard a story that um, Yuri Gagarin uh, needed to go to Lou before he was going to go uh, up into space mm. and he went for a wee on the back wheel yes. mm. of the yep. uh, of the bus that was going to take mm-hmm. him to the launch pad so that's become a tradition yeah. that all astronauts uh, launching from uh, Kazakhstan uh, they uh, they take a wee on the back wheel yeah. imagine if he couldn't go yeah. The pressure. Well, because <laughs> the pressure. Obviously, uh, Helen Charman, uh, British astronaut Helen Charman, she, as I understand, she um, she was like, well, I can't really do that. She wee. 
Well, That's apparently invented, she peed in a cup beforehand. Plug it on it. Good old I don't. Again, I don't know. Oh, this is a glamorous. Like keeping yeah. the tradition. Yeah. Champagne yeah. on a ship. Yeah. Yeah. Splash. Then when we went to the Cosmonauts Museum in uh, in Russia, they. Are we on that bus? Yeah. No. <laughs> they they all, that door. Didn't we on a bus? They all sign the door, yeah. don't they, of the room? There's like lots of traditions yeah. and the the room they sleep in, they sign the door off before they go. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Do, they, do they stand up against the back of the door? Measure, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. well, in that case, it was yeah. very, very <laughs> yeah. small. Uh, it's a space, <laughs> I mean, they were like, yeah. well, well, they come yeah. back and then. Yeah. Um, right, we are almost going to close up. We've got two very quick questions I'm going to ask. First of all, we want to play a game with you that we uh, we play in a lot of uh, the game show we used to do, and a lot of times we. We have to have a tie break to settle anything we do. We're going to play How Long Is That? Um, John, would you like to take the lead on this? Uh, okay, so uh, How Long Is That, as Sam was saying, is uh, a, it, it, it's a game that we played in Punk Science the Game Show. Now, that was a science-based game show, lots of science questions. But sometimes uh, the end of the game would end in a draw. Mm-hmm. So we'd use this as a tiebreaker. Uh, so what it involves is uh, a tape measure, regular tape measure, yeah. and we extend the tape measure, and then we ask people to guess how long the tape measure has been <laughs> extended. Nice. Uh, closest one wins. Yeah, yep. the closest one wins. Obviously, we hold it so the people can't see it. Yeah. You know, it's not the number size. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just guess, they approximate, and as Sam said, the closest one wins. And So I'm going to extend this out. It's the first uh, so on-air I'm, version of this, I think. Yeah, I'm extending the uh, tape measure. I'm 43 centimetres. So how long is, how long is that? Okay, I'm going to go with 42.8 oh, that's Oh, that's very, cl- very, very close. close. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go 43.1. Oh, that's, that's good. Nicolette. That's good. I'm yeah. going to go bang on 43. Oh, I'd say it was... It's 43.1. Whoa! Wow. I mean, not, not good at quizzes, but... <laughs> I mean, I'm not so sure about the radio version of this. No, I think it's not If I'm honest, good. the description, I think, perhaps spoils the whole competition. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Do you work like Radio 4 does, where like, someone kind of, like, says it... The mystery after, after it's recorded. Maybe. So oh, yeah, 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 we could do well, it. Well, live and learn. So. Live and learn. Yeah. Um, also, very quickly, last question. Uh, uh, keep this quick because we've taken up uh, enough of your time already. Just know, what's the coolest thing you've done at work? Like, what's the thing you tell your friends and your family about that you got to do whilst working here at the Science Museum? Uh, Claire looks very excited. Super excited. Like, <laughs> what, what did you do, Claire? Once, uh, during, I believe it was a summer holiday, because so, it was quite cold, so it must have been summer, um, we, uh, I and many other explainers, um, we got to drive a replica of Stevenson's rocket in Hyde Park. We did. So, uh, we, yeah, so I got I to be the... We, I don't know if we were officially supposed to drive. I mean, I did, and we all know what happened. Well, maybe we don't. Yeah, Claire, maybe If you weren't Claire, officially supposed to drive it, then in that case, say, yeah. you didn't drive it. No, no, no. Um, but imagine what would happen yeah. if you had. Yeah. Claire was the only one that crashed it. I think, we I mean, we it were allowed to drive it. I they let us drive it. I didn't crash it. I understood what the buffers were for. Because it doesn't have brakes. No. Rocket. They were so... Parachutes. So certain. Like the <laughs> So concerned about going fast, going forwards, they didn't think about slowing down. So you had to kind of 
gauge how far, put the brakes on, and it would kind of. And I was chatting away, didn't, wasn't really paying attention, and then but, but we'd hit the buffers. That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Yeah, but it was cool. I got to cool. say, what yeah. did you do today, Claire? Well, I drove Stevenson's rocket. Yeah. The replica. You always, always whisper the replica. Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, Nicolette, you've, uh, how long have you been here now? I've only been here since March. So, so since March. Know. What's the most exciting thing? There are so many exciting things. Mm. I mean, just this morning I had to send Sam, another Sam in my team, um, a calendar request to test the hovercraft for our Destination to Space show. Wow, that is good. Can I give away cool things that will be in our Destination yeah, yeah. Space show? Yeah, Destination to yeah. Space show, all part of the Tim Peake launch. Celebrating. Somebody yeah. will be able to ride on a hovercraft. Ooh, fun. Mm. But we have to test it this afternoon. That's what I'm doing with the That is exciting. So in your meeting like list at the moment, hovercraft testing is in there. It's just on my calendar. And I thought phone training was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I also have a piece of the Large Hadron Collider on my desk. Me too! I get to... Oh, I don't. I, I just... we, we both get to explode rockets with hydrogen. Yeah. I just need that. It old bit, old bit. I'll do it, Adam, what is the most exciting thing you've done? How long have you been in there? You've been here some years. Yeah, yeah, quite a while. About six or seven. seven. Um, it's, there's so many different things. Mm-hmm. Do, I did a family workshop one day where we were building really small little robots that drew, draw. And um, Stephen Hawking kind of turned up and was just kind of passing by. I don't think he came for the children's <laughs> But that, that was interesting, seeing kind of all these kids um, suddenly be wowed by yeah. this amazing, kind of one of the greatest scientists that's alive today. It is wonderful when he when he comes in. I remember we've had I've seen members of JLS and boy bands in here, and they get some attention. The top, people, the top boy bands. The top yeah. boy top, bands. Uh, when they were there, we have all performed in the same space as Justin Bieber. Bieber, yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Wow. Like, but Hawking turns up, and everyone from every age is like mm. mobbing him. To the point mm. where it is like that bit in the Bodyguard where you kind of feel sorry mm. for Whitney Houston because she's being mobbed. Oh. <laughs> I feel exactly bad. Like that. I feel bad that I picked one thing now. And now I'm thinking of millions of other things. Go ahead. I've met loads of astronauts here. Maybe, oh, maybe, yes. we'll, maybe we'll have you back on in mm. the future. And this question will probably remain. Okay, fair enough. So, I'll pick something else. Um, anyway, that's uh, all from uh, this, the Punk Science, uh, Science Museum podcast. Um, my name, Science Museum, again for you. Uh, one last drink. Uh, my name's Sam. Science Museum. Science Museum. Ah, <laughs> see, there's another one. <laughs> uh, my name's John. And uh, that's it. I'd like to thank uh, Nicolette, Adam, and Claire. If you give yourselves a round of applause, I can put this in. Thank you very much. Goodbye.